Megan McCain has entered the chat. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Megan McCain has entered the chat with me, Megan McCain. And of course, here as always is my executive producer, Miranda Wilkins. Miranda, I think you should introduce this one. Ooh, I don't even know where to start because it's just too exciting. We have Mm -hmm. the incredible, incomparable Beverly Hills housewife, showgirl. How do you describe this person? She's an icon. She's a legend. She's the queen, Erica Jane. Right. I mean, I feel yes, like we should have, we have some kind of like do 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 horn noises to go with her because <laughs> it's just too exciting. I know, and she is really. I mean, she has been a personal friend of mine for a long time, which is just wonderful. She is a incredibly nuanced, interesting, lovely, fantastic person who I just adore, and it was such a pleasure to have her come on the show. And we're just so excited to share this interview with you. So, without further ado. Erica Jane. One of my favorite people on planet Earth is our next guest, a woman who really absolutely needs no introduction. Legend, icon, queen, entertainer, reality television star, Las Vegas showgirl, Broadway star. Really, you wear many hats. New York Times bestselling author. My wonderful friend, Erica Jane. First and foremost, thank you so much for coming on. And secondly, my condolences on the passing of your dog. Aww. I was very sad to hear that. Thank you. First off, what a wonderful introduction. It is so nice <laughs> to see you. And, you know, last time I saw you in person was pre-pandemic. So um, sad. And congratulations on the show. I'm so excited. This is great. Thank you for having me on. Yes, I'm just so happy to see you. The last time I saw you in person was on the show. I've tried to see you. We, our paths keep missing each other when I'm in Los Angeles because you're so busy and you have your Vegas show. But actually, Miranda and I, my executive producer, we would really like to come before you leave in December. So just to get out of the way, how much longer is your show in Las Vegas? We have four more shows in December. Come see me. You know what I'm saying? We will 100% be there. The only reason why I didn't go to your opening night is it was the anniversary of my dad's passing, not to be macabre. And I, my family did a thing and I was like I feel like I can't miss that. No, you can't miss that. No, that's far more important. Anyway, I just want to start with how are you right this second? This is for me as your friend and just a fan, the best and healthiest I feel like you've looked and sounded to me in years. I watched the episode last night, the first premiere episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. This seems like this is just a really good moment for you. I can't believe you've been on the show 8 years, which just seems like so long. And I just want to read you this quote from our producer Austin. Erica's tumultuous journey has been nothing short of heart-wrenching and awe-inspiring. Her story is a testament to the resilience of the human spirit and to the healing power of time. That's very kind. How am I today? Better than I've been in the last couple of years. It's been very hard. And you and I spoke about this, you know, a couple times. And I really appreciate your friendship and your support through all of this. You are a true friend. And unlike everybody else, you're not afraid to say you know, how you feel about someone and stick up for someone. I'm good. You know, there are, there is some distance between myself and legal problems, which is refreshing. And I've had a moment to catch my breath. I have a long way to go. I am rebuilding my life and picking back up and starting over completely on my own, which is oftentimes like feels wonderful. And then, oh shit, I'm scared to death. 
Mm-hmm. So it's it's a mixed bag, and I think that my goal is to be a lighter, more true version of myself because I think I've been in such survival mode and defense mode that that's a that's an ugly place to be to always have to defend yourself and, and aggressively and maybe not not be your you know most kind self. I watched the first episode, like I said last night, and part of me felt sad because it did kind of seem like you were going into this new moment with the cast sort of alone because Lisa Rinna, who is my second favorite housewife, is no longer on the show. I personally would be a fan of her staying. I thought she was just really compelling television. How do you feel about this season being in the can, the moment you're at right now, and just your place with the rest of the cast? I feel good. I... You know, Megan, I've always shown up and been myself and operated from a place of this is how I feel, this is how I see it. I feel good about the choices I made and the things that I say. The cast is the cast. Certain friendships become stronger. Certain friendships are not friendships. They're business relationships. And I think you can see that. You know, we are a group of women with different opinions brought together. It is entertainment. But when your life is entertainment, and people say things, it hurts. Especially those that are closest to you and you know that you wouldn't say something like that about them. Does that make sense? Lala, yes, it totally makes sense. Lala Kent just recently said you're the most inspirational housewife. And like I said, you've been on the show eight years. To me, it feels like 15 in a good yes. way. I just feel like you were never uh, not on the cast. It definitely feels like that for me. <laughs> I just want to know, knowing what you know now, if you had to go back in time when you were first starting the show and then back in time to 2020, what advice would you give Erica then? Ah, okay. To, when I started the show, I would have never thought that my life would end up where it is today, that my marriage would have ended up in the place that it is, that Tom's life would, or his career would end in such scandal and, you know, collapse. But I still would have done the show. I think it's given me a lot of opportunity. And, what was the second part of your question? <laughs> Just what advice would you give yourself in 2020 before the pandemic, before your life exploded? Would you just say, like, brace, girl, yeah, it's going to get what, hard? Erica, and I did this. Be strong and do not let anyone else tell the story of your life but you. No mm-hmm. matter how it looks, no matter how aggressive you look or how sloppy or drunk or it's your life and it's your story to tell. And do not ever let anybody else have the say of your ending or your story. You have this moment in the first episode where you're talking to your therapist and you're talking about empathy. And I think it's very relatable. And you were talking about how your journey towards empathy has evolved, particularly during these like darker times in your life. Is it still challenging for you to put yourself in other shoes? Because I think one of the things you and I always relate about is we're both fire. And I'm a black or white person in the sense that like, if you fuck me over, I don't want to ever fuck with you again. Like you're done. Yes. And like, when, <laughs> and like when I see you, I see you and like we're done. And a lot of people like want to be polite and be friends. And I just don't roll like that. So has it been harder for you to be in that place? It is hard. Yes. Because I come from a place of I never start shit with anybody. But if you want a problem with me, I'm going <laughs> to finish it with you. And please don't come over here and push me because I'm going to push back twice as hard. And I think that that's where I was misunderstood in Housewives a lot. People called me aggressive. They called me a bully. No, 
You said something about me. You accused me of crimes. You said terrible things about me. And when I pushed back, you got your feelings hurt. You started to cry and everybody felt bad for you. And now I'm a terrible person. Fuck that. Mm -hmm. I will never let it go. I may. Me either. (laughs) I will. I will do this. I will not let it eat at me. But I'm telling you right now, if you give me another opportunity, I'm going to push back triple hard now. It's not okay to do that. It's not okay to kick people when they're down. It's not okay to jump on something because it's popular or you think it's going to make the audience like you, especially when all I asked for was time and let's let the facts come out. And I wasn't given that. So I'm like you. It, it's, it is what it is. People show you who they are right away. I don't like cowards as friends. I just don't. I don't either. Well, it's been interesting, though, because I've always found a lot of misogyny in the way the media covers you in the sense that if a man is tough and aggressive and cold and all of these things, he's probably like, you know, an Elon Musk businessman. He's respected. Yes. Have you gotten to a place any because even for me, it's very hard because I find weirdly a lot of the same criticism of you goes to me as well. And I find that it's just dripping in misogyny. I still get angry about it. Have you come to a place of calm and peace or do you still get riled up when people are unfairly critical? I discussed this with my therapist and she said, I want you to expect people to come for you. This is built into your game of life and it's not going to stop. And so what I want to do with you is to find a way for you to navigate it in the healthiest way possible. It's never going to stop for you. So we need to find a way for you to respond and accept that. And that's not easy, Megan. You know, no. I, 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 it's not easy. And I do try to find empathy for others. She said, please try to look at it from their shoes and, you know, from their point of view. And I can't sometimes, but I'm trying very hard. And it did help when she said, I want you to just accept that this is built into your game of life. certain things are going to happen, Erica. It is what it is. Do you think that's why people respond to you so intensely, though? Because there's a lot of housewives on different franchises, but obviously on Beverly Hills, where I feel like when I told people that I was interviewing you, I mean, people in my life know we're friends, but people have this visceral protectiveness to you, I think, because a lot of people have gone through having their husband screw them over and they didn't know and they were caught flat footed. Having a group of women not understand where they're feeling when a woman is clearly in pain and struggling with things. Me, as your friend, I've seen a lot of things on camera and a lot of things said where I am like, but she is in the worst foxhole a human being can be in that's not like a war zone or something like that, you no, know, but like personal foxhole. Yeah. Personal foxhole. Do you feel like that has shifted at all? Because when you walked into this season, you talk about feeling isolated and alone. And Dorit is like automatically on you about her marriage. And I just, again, I'm your friend, whatever. But it just felt like not really seeing the forest for the trees, as far as I could tell. How has it been in that way? I try to just take one day at a time, one relationship at a time, one interaction at a time, and not respond to things that are not going to get me anywhere. I really pick and choose where I'm going to give my energy. I believe that some people on the show immediately expect this hostile response from me because that's what they've gotten from the last couple of years. And that's I, I can't live that way. Mm-hmm. I just can't allow those things to take me there. But I also did not know I was touching on something that PK and Dorit were not in the best place. Mm-hmm. And I found that out at the retreat and further on in the season, you'll see. I didn't mean to hurt anybody. 
it just kind of is what it is. I, I keep, I, I know that that's kind of a cliche, but I have to accept that these are the things that are coming for me. Do you feel vindicated right now because you really, like I said, have just been in a shit tornado for a long time? Every case you've been sued for has either been lost or dropped yes. so far. Do you so feel lost. vindicated? I mean, I was thinking that your legal issues aren't even really a plot point in this season of the show. That's how sort of, I guess, pop culturally insignificant it is. Do you feel validated? I do. I do feel mm-hmm. validated. I am still angry at at the fact that I was not heard and I was misunderstood and I started out quiet and I started out asking for time and I took the high road like you were supposed to, like they tell us to, you know, be a good girl, take the high road. And no one heard me. And Mm -hmm. as a matter of fact, they attacked me even harder. So I raised my voice and I'm one of these people that I'll meet you where you are and then I'll over, (laughs) I'll overwhelm. (laughs) So I just couldn't stop fighting for myself and I don't feel bad for that and there is no sterile way to fight for yourself there's no polite way to stick up for yourself and I just was not going to allow a group of women or a reality tv show or blogs or people tell me what my life was and tell me tell everyone that I had done things that I had not done my next question is a little uncomfortable and feel free to comment or not comment but everyone is talking in in sort of like mainstream media past bravo media about this alleged vanity fair piece that's coming out that's about housewives and i guess like some housewives of the past is just alleged the piece isn't out yet that have hadn't haven't had the most positive experiences at the same time bethany frankel is trying to unionize reality television stars do you have any reflection on any of that and i am more pro-union than most republicans are just because i think that people should feel safe and comfortable and have like sort of safeguards in place in any work situation. How does it make you feel? And would you be open to joining a union? Well, I'm a member of Screen Actors Guild. So I have been a union member since I was 18. I think we should get residuals. <laughs> like, I, yes. Like, I feel like we should get some sort of compensation for the shows being run all the time. I mean, a union. I don't know. You know, that's a tough one. I, I think some of our contracts need to be updated and things like that. What can I say about the Vanity Fair piece other than I've heard it's coming? Mm-hmm. No one's contacted me. I'm sure they didn't want to <laughs> about this, but we'll see. I, I don't know if this is coming from women that had terrible experiences or, you know, if anybody has anything good to say about this. I, I'm i responsible for my time on reality television. I'm not a teenager. Mm-hmm. And so for me... I come from a different place of, you know, we'll see what they, we'll see what it's what they say. I'm with you. I always am interested in hearing people's stories. And I love like a big piece on almost anything that's a cultural or political phenomenon. But I do feel like we have to take agency of our behavior as women in life in general. Yes. Like across the board. And yes. I think there's an interesting cultural movement to infantilize grown women that and again, this is not I haven't read the piece, so I don't know what it's going to say. And we're all like should be in a healthy, safe environment, blah, 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 obviously. But I own my behavior and how I conduct myself in workspaces. And I think that would go in the same way if I had somehow been on reality television, which I would I'm not and would be terrible at it. But I I agree with (laughs) I agree with what you're saying. I I think you're correct. You know, I was speaking about that, you know, treating women as if they are, you know, in not allowing them to make grown up decisions. Come on, we're grown women. Like Mm -hmm. quit treating us like we're children. 
which is exactly what you said. You know, I made these choices. I made the choices to mix alcohol and antidepressants on camera and you got the result you got. And that, that is what it is. So mm-hmm. I can't, I don't think you can jump on a show when you kind of know what it is and then throw your hands up and say, well, I feel like I was taken advantage of. It's a complicated topic in general because I've been at the in spaces like I worked at Fox News when Roger Ailes was exposed yeah. for being a rapist and all the horrible things. And there's it's it's weird to be part of something, but not part of something when there's so much commentary. So I just think everybody's like waiting to hear what this vanity piece says. But everybody has their individual experience. I'm sure your time at Fox was different than Gretchen Carlson's time at Fox. And it's important that everybody's heard. I want to move on to something a little more fun, though. Everybody's asking me if you're dating, if you have a boyfriend, and I if you get know. hit on all the time. <laughs> I'm not hit on all the time. No, I don't have a boyfriend. But you know, I'm I'm out there. I mean, I'm I'm open. I'm not opposed. I don't, How does I, a man approach you though? Because again, you're just so famous, so iconic. You have like yes, huge so. following. Like, does a man just come up to you and he's like, "I'd love to take you to dinner"? I don't know because it hasn't happened. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, I think the. Look, I'm I'm out here. I think the best part I can say is that I didn't walk away from my divorce or my separation or this disaster with a closed heart. You know, mm-hmm. I, I didn't walk away hating men and thinking that they were the sole reason of my, you know, it's just I'm open. I'm still out here. I still, you know, would love to meet someone great if that's in the cards. But I have a lot of work to do on my own. I really need to pick up my own life. I have to build my own foundation first before I could ever really be a good partner to anyone else. I think you'd be a great partner to someone right now because you're a great friend. And that's a good (laughs) indicator of what kind of partner you'd be. What's the most common thing people say when you're out in public? Because again, I've been out in public with you. People recognize you everywhere. What do people come up and say? You're really strong and I'm really proud of you. That's really what I've gotten a lot of is, and from women, you know, I'm really proud of you for sticking it out. I've had a couple, couple people say that and I've also had, you're really tough. And I'm, I, or... I have a lot of DMs from women that say, hey, similar thing happened to me. I didn't know anything was wrong until the FBI knocked on my door. You know, I, and we didn't have anything. Or, or my father was a lawyer who knew Tom. And I just want to let you know that we support you. It's been things like that. Mostly, I'm proud of you. I admire your strength. I admire your resilience. I'm really glad you didn't quit. And that was another thing, too, was I just wasn't going to quit and be run out of town. When I think, again, the questions people want me to ask you is in this space. What advice do you give to women who have been through hell in any capacity? This is like, I think the every time I talk to you, I'm like, this is the worst time to be alive. And then a week later, I'm like, no, this is the worst time to be alive. I know it's like Trump pandemic now Israel. Like, it's just like awful, awful, awful. And people, even if they haven't like experienced the level of trauma and betrayal you have, people are in it right now. And like I said, I think the reason why you are this figure that you are is because even for me, like, you know, and I'm a tough bitch, but like, I really admire just like a steadfast, strong woman who is unapologetic and is who she is. So what advice would you give to women that are like looking to you? Again, pop culture is so important in so many different factions who are looking at you and just seeing this like, you know, rock, you really are incredible. Like this rock of Gibraltar that just keeps on trucking and keeps on moving and like keeps on, you know, I'm going to do a Vegas show. I'm going to get back to my life. What advice do you give to women that maybe don't feel as strong right now? You need to. All it takes is one foot in front of the other. 
baby step. I, I promise you. And, and it's okay to fall down. And you're going to fall down. And it's going to hurt. But you can't stay there for very long. Feel it for a moment. But stand back up. And then the next day, just one step forward. And those baby steps turn into a few more steps, bigger strides. And that's how you regain your confidence. You also have to need two or three just good friends. And they don't have to... You know, like you, I don't have to talk to you every day, but I know you're there. And that means something. You just can't quit. You just cannot quit. You cannot let people dictate the ending of your life. It is your life, and you deserve to tell the story and live your life the way you want to. Baby steps. Just baby steps. The last time I saw you in person, I said, I really need a Vegas show from you. And I was so happy when I saw, (laughs) Yeah, and I was like, when I saw the announcement, I was like, there's really no, even my husband was like, there's just no more perfect woman to have a Vegas show. You're like, you know, a showgirl at heart. How has Bet It All on Blondes been going? Do you see an extension possibly of the show? And then we have a major request from a lot of people to do a national tour. Is that possibly in the cards as well? Well, yes to all of it. Bet It All on Blonde has been heaven sent. I've loved every minute of it. It has been challenging. It is the most rewarding thing that I've ever done. The largest opportunity. I'll tell you when I landed in Vegas and I saw myself on like, you know, all of the big, huge billboards and I thought, oh, fuck. Like, what if I pull? You know, you know, (laughs) you have that moment of like, Wow, I really talked a lot of shit to get this show. And totally. <laughs> off, and I'm like, oh, Liar, oh my God, look. And she was like, oh, you know, it's that one, but you can have that moment, but okay, we're going to make this show happen. It's been great. Yes, I hope there is an extension of Bet It All on Blonde, and I would love to do a tour. So I say yes to all of it. Like I said, I will be coming in December and we are like, all I have, all I've heard is it's just like, I I just, I need to spend some time with you. FaceTime. I know. I I mean, I, but I really need to see your show. (laughs) It's going to be good for my soul. I have two kids. I need to go to Vegas and see your show. (laughs) So, but like everything I've heard has been incredible, but I did see that Sutton made a pretty nasty comment during an interview and I got very defensive and I never know when I should jump in to fights because I'm always fighting with everyone, but I'm like particularly protective of you. You because again, like you're just you know, you've struggled so much, you've been through so much, and you're still here, still kicking ass, still doing a Vegas show. And like, quite frankly, like Sutton couldn't entertain like a room of two people, let alone a giant arena, like dancing with any people. I thought it was nasty. Do you want to address that or you want to just not address that? No, I'll, I'll just say this you know, I invited everyone to the show and, and they were all kind on text, including Sutton. Um, but then to see her take a dig at me like that, it was like, wait a second, but we were just. I just invited you to my show, like, open-heartedly. And that, that, it just, it didn't feel right. It just wasn't, you didn't need to do it. But she did it. And, like, you know, that's well, not I, where I, I'm at. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I've worked really hard to get away from that kind of negative speak. And I get it that I'm on a reality TV show. But, like, girl, I just invited you to the show. And you said, hey, I would love to, but I can't, you know. And then to see you trash it in front of an audience and get supported and like, you you know, oh, felt like you were really doing something. It's just disappointing. Really. It's just disappointing. How are you guys now? Oh, I haven't spoken to her. Good. Because I don't want to speak to her. have to be okay with her. I don't turn you loose on her, honey. But, you know, I can't really say anything because the last time I 
pushed back on her. She had to get security and all this stuff. And it was just a place. I will say the other thing I respect about you is you shoot right between the eyes. Like, again, I do the same thing. If you come for me, you will know where we stand. I don't throw shade. Like, I'm not like a, oh, a subtle, like, oh, I'm going to be like making jokes in front of a crowd where people are like sipping tea and whatever. I'm like, no, if I shit talk, it will be direct and to the point and you will know that I'm talking shit about you. And so I just don't like people being shady, adult grown women (laughs) being shady. I find it so infantilizing. I don't know. It's like what high schoolers do. It is. I mean, and it's, it's not necessary. That's the whole thing. It's just, it's not, you know, you do that to get likes and to get laughs and it's, you know, this is something I've worked very hard on and what they were saying was not true anyway. And why? Because you can, like, there's a lot of shit I could say about a lot, but I don't, you know, Mm -hmm. I could, I could play that same game too, but I won't. I think it's just jealousy. You know, I think you ascend so much more than just the Beverly Hills Housewives. Like, I have one of my best friends lives in the UK, and she is so pissed she can't get the show immediately when it comes out, and you're the only one she cares about. And again, it's rare that Housewives eclipse. I live in D.C. I'm recording this on Capitol Hill. Everyone on Capitol Hill knows who Erica Jane is. Oh, my God. They do not know who Sutton is. I can like for all the scandal and bad shit. No, because they all want to date you. Because all the people here want to date you. By the way, what are they? What is going on over there? Oh God, Uh, Erica, it is hideous. I I just what is it's so embarrassing. Let me tell you something really quick. Again, well, again, comment or not comment on politics as much as you want. My sister in law, who you met because she came to the show, yes. So my sister in law Emily, that Erica knows, came to, and we're all again. She's a huge Eric. We're Erica stands as well she works for worked or works for kevin mccarthy who was just recently ousted as speaker is just like waiting to see if she's gonna have a job every day i text her and there's a new person nominated and then not fulfilled to be speaker of the house for people that are only tuning in because they only care about pop culture that's fine but we don't have the third highest ranking power in the united states people don't understand the speaker of the house (laughs) is third in line yes it's a really important position Yes, and we're and Israel just got attacked, and like we have to send funding. Like there's shit that has to be done. Like get back to the work of the American people. You cannot be over here infighting. And I don't pretend to know anything about politics. Obviously, you know know a lot. You're an expert, but I mean, when I see these, like, why can't? Why are they so separated? It's literally like a group of extremists that have just taken hijack of everything. And quite frankly, they're pussies. Nobody is standing up to anything. These are not the right people to lead. And because we have such a slim majority, it it only takes eight people to derail everything. But like nobody's good enough. And someone actually a few days ago suggested that Trump just do it. And I was like, I saw that and I was like, what the fuck is that? And also, like, we're a dumpster fire. It's a joke. It's a dumpster fire. I am embarrassed. The only thing that makes me feel better are Democrats are, like, having their own clusterfuck of shit right now that has nothing to do with this. But it's it's sublimely embarrassing, and we're going to pay for it. I mean, you know we're going to pay for it when people go vote. I just to yeah. your father, you know, was one of the all-time most fabulous senators ever, you know, incredible American. Thank you. Where are men of that <laughs> Where are the men that led like John McCain? Like, where are these men? Like, why? 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 Why are? We, why do we not have clear leaders, whether it be in the House or, you know, I just, I don't get it. Let me tell you something, Erica, because I've thought about this a lot. <laughs> okay. I don't want to do your job. I think you're fabulous at it. I think you're an expert in your field. I think you're an expert television personality. You're an expert showgirl. 
That's your lane. That's your passion. Yeah. I don't think people who want to do that job should be doing this fucking job on Capitol Hill. Okay? You want to be a showman? You want to be on reality TV? You want to be a star? That's great. Just don't be in the halls of Congress. And there's a lot of people like Nancy Mace running around with red A's painted on her tank top trying to get attention. And no other way. And she doesn't care about the American people. She doesn't care about her party. All she cares about is social media attention and getting clicks and getting on Fox News. And it's pathetic. And that's the problem is everybody wants to be a star. Exactly. They don't care about governing. And that's that's not – and everybody loses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everybody does lose. Well. Sorry to like, you know, rant. <laughs> no, I don't be, look, I don't want to, you know, obviously my scope is limited, but I, I just was like, I, I, don't, I don't, where are these people? Like, where are the real leaders? Can I ask about your son? Yes. Because, you know, I have yes. the utmost respect for him as I do all members Thank of you. law enforcement. And he, for people that don't know, he is a police officer in Los, I believe in Los Angeles still, correct? Yeah. And I just want to ask how he's doing. How's your relationship? And you know, how's, how's his work going? He is doing wonderful and spends the night with me three times a week. I love that. <laughs> because I'm closer to work than where he lives. I mean, uh. It's basically three nights a week. It's almost like he's a kid again. I mean, we, we order pizza, we have pasta, we listen to Frank Sinatra, we watch Family Guy. It's just, you know, it's wonderful. L.A. is a crime-ridden city, and being a police officer is tough it's hard and where he's at is ruthless you know people would it it's it's hard to imagine what's going on in south los angeles one of the things people also talk to me about you is just when you were so emotionally vulnerable about being the mother of a police officer and what you go through at night and being scared and oh, obviously yeah. Yeah. Do you still get people really responding to that? Because I think anyone who's related to a first responder can understand your pain. I got a lot of support in my DMs and a lot of criticism on my open comments. I don't think people really understand what it's like. And I think that a lot of that fear has subsided now. You know, this is what he chose to do. And, and I have to be okay with that because it is his life. But yes, I've looked on the news and seen my child once or twice and been like, oh. That's you know, crazy. This is bad. You know, not in a in a terrible way, but just like people don't understand how violent it really is out there. They are really separated from what well, I'm going to get killed for this, but it's true. Like they just don't we don't if you don't know, you don't know. Well, I think that, you know, first of all, I don't I don't think you're going to get killed for saying that because I think anyone no matter how you feel, first of all, the defund the police movement has like a it's like 80 percent of the American public's against it. It's been data wise, one of the biggest failures of the it's, one, it's been one of the biggest, biggest historical failures on the left of messaging and just proposals. Because, again, I think most people, even if you're a Democrat or anything in between, understand that first responders, firemen, policemen, people that go out the front lines are the ones saving us from from, you know, violence and from violence. horrible things happening. So I I'm internally grateful to the work your son's doing. I travel to Los Angeles. I wouldn't say frequently, but I do. And I'm grateful to know that people like him are there protecting me. So you don't have to say anything else. I don't think you're going to get in trouble, though. I think people, as a general rule, really respect. And you're his mother. I I am his mother. And, you know, and I will defend him and I will defend what he does for a living because we need law and order. You know, it's just kind of that. Otherwise, you get, you know, Gotham. Is it hard for him to date? No. He's actually, yeah, I don't want to give away his relationship, but I'll just say this. I absolutely love the person he's with. Oh, I love that. I think she's wonderful. Oh, 
Well, I absolutely love that. I mean, that's like fantastic. So yeah. I won't say anything more though. I don't, I know what it feels like to have your parent expose your relationship. My dad told the world that I was with my husband before I was ready to like, oh, but, and he told Jake Tapper on CNN. That's like, nice. he just told him on television. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> you didn't call your dad, like, dad, why did you just do this? Yes. And I was like, what are you? And, he, and then Ben was like, I thought we weren't talking about this yet. Like, so well, I totally get it. It's fine. My dad said so. So there you go. Yes. I have to ask you, there's a fixation on your body right now. And is that annoying? I hate talking about women's bodies in general. I don't like it. I don't like talking about women gaining, losing weight, doing anything. We all, you know, so many stages, just being a woman, our, everything fluctuates, everything moves. Any woman out there knows, you know, your body looks one way with one thing, stress, happiness, COVID, everything in between menopause. impacts it. How about that? Yeah. Menopause. Yeah. yeah. Menopause will make you big and puffy. Antidepressants will make you big and puffy. Alcohol will make you big and puffy. And I knew that that needed to come off in order for me to continue on. And I, you know, I had a Vegas show to do. You look amazing, and I, but I thought you look amazing before, and so, you. you know, I just feel like the it's a very reductive... I didn't love the commentary about it in the first episode of the show, because again, I think like we should be past this in general in life, well, and... Also, Megan, if you'll remember, I got in trouble when Crystal... We have someone on our cast that has an eating disorder. Why are we yeah. discussing this? Agree, and there should be respect for that, and I also think, like, again, one of the things that I just really hope for is just we just get off this because I know, you know, I'm a total fluctuator and I just know when people are like, oh, she's gained weight. Oh, she's lost weight. You're just like, just leave it alone. Just, just don't comment on it. You know, it's my body. I'll do with yeah. it what I want to do. And I felt so bad because, you know, at Diana's Chris, uh, Christmas party a couple of years ago, I got in trouble for saying Crystal can't have a chicken tender or I would use laxatives. And so now all of a sudden... Like, what are we talking about? That You know, I got killed then, but they're not going to kill them for discussing how much weight I've lost or, or how I look or something like that. Yeah, it's dripping in hypocrisy, clearly. I want to move on to, if you don't mind, um, just a few, like, round-robin questions that we had from people. Wait, the first one is, okay. The first one is Jennifer Tilly is making, like, a cameo on the show. She seems, like, quirky and nice. Do you think she has any potential to be a real housewife? I like Jennifer Tilly. Uh, she came to see me in Chicago. I've had a nice time with her. I think she brings something to the show full-time. Not sure. Can you tell us a little bit about Denise Richards? You guys apparently get in a fight. Is so there Denise anything? Came looking for a fight. We were okay. having a THC dinner at Kyle's house and we were all, I was feeling very good. And Denise came there to pick a fight and I very graciously did not, number one, I didn't remember what the fuck she was saying. <laughs> and I thought that she, sh she should have saved that for Teddy or, you know, um, Brandy or Lisa Rinna, which she did not have the balls to do, as we saw in her season when she left. But I just apologized, and she was very inarticulate. And then the next time I saw her, uh, I let her have it. And that's what you see in the mm -hmm. trailer was just that, you mm -hmm. know, in the first dinner, I, I apologized. So I took the high road. You know, Megan, I'm trying to take the high road and I'm doing <laughs> I, I applaud you. And then I get in the, you know, and then that wasn't, she called me names and just like, a, like she called me like a fucking bot monster saying that I had sent these bots what? to Garcelle's son and that was not true. And I handled it like, you know, I said, I'm really sorry. I'm not quite sure what you're speaking about and what you did to my family. So then... When she wanted some more, I just said, okay, then, you know, fine, fuck it. Like, if that's what you want to do, you know, it, how, how's OnlyFans? You know, <laughs> I don't know. 
I mean, I really don't have a lot of patience for, and I also didn't feel like she was like needed to come back. I don't miss her. She I mean, I don't care. For, for a reason. And what's interesting is that before Kyle's dinner, I saw her at Garcelle's premiere and she was totally cool with me. And then she flipped, went after me at this dinner. And then I had to, you know, I had to respond and I did. I got to ask you one more question about like messy question and then we're done. Yeah, no, it's fine. Everybody wants to know about Kyle. I don't understand what's happening. And I quite frankly, like I have a sort of short attention span for drama in the sense that if you're teasing me, I tune out. So I don't know if she's like actually broken up. I actually kind of have stopped caring, which is not really great. Do you have anything to say about if she's together, if she's a lesbian and anything you want to say? I'll say this. I feel for Kyle. I think that she's going to have a very hard season and I think she's going through something very tough. I think that they have publicly said they are separated and I believe mm-hmm. that's where they are. I have not talked to her in a couple weeks. She came to my show in Vegas. Actually, you know, Kyle, Dorit, and Lisa Rinna came to my show in Vegas and the four of us just went to a dinner. I set it up in a room by ourselves in this great place. No one was around and it was the there was no one but the four of us. And for once... We actually spoke like as friends and not in the pretense of a show. There was not a producer. There was not a microphone. And it felt really good. And, you know, you never know what somebody's going through. And I really enjoyed that dinner. And I just, I feel for Kyle and I feel for their family. You know, the girls and there's like some, yesterday during press, they asked me, what did I think of Mauricio and the pictures of Emma and I know Emma, she's a sweet girl. I did Dancing with the Stars. I just don't know. You know, I wish them happiness, but I, whatever they choose to do. Sure. But they are separated. Yeah, it's been, you know, shocking to see. But again, I'm, I don't know what it is about my personality. I'm just like, I don't know. It's too much teasing. We'll, well, I guess we'll find out. are very direct. Oh. I am. <laughs> okay. Like if you came home and you said, I'm doing this, I would be like, okay, great. You know, I know that <laughs> Megan's following through with this. Like, this, yes. this is the road we're going on. I would just be like, I'm a lesbian now, if that were the case. But like, you know, I wouldn't. Right. But that's yeah. that's why we love you. That's why. That's I'm not the case. Yes, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm doing this now. You know, <laughs> I want to ask you, you know, going to BravoCon and some of these like big Bravo things, is it overwhelming to yes. be part of something that just has this big, just huge following again, not even just nationally, but internationally? I am obviously like connected to The View and people it's just like a cult show that's been on for a long time and people that love it like really love it but everybody has an opinion yes. like I, I, I flew back from New Orleans yesterday and the flight attendants who were very nice but like they wouldn't stop talking to me about it and I was like I'm just like trying to get home like whatever and again like it's fine but I don't want to talk about my ex-cast members like forever is it ever overwhelming that it's just like you are connected to this franchise forever and again like Bravo fans are like you know I mean, they're like Star Wars fans. Like, there's yeah. just no, the, the, the most intense. What is that like being part of a franchise that has such a huge following? It can be tough at times. And sometimes at BravoCon, it can be overwhelming. Last year at the Jacob Javits Center, the Beverly Hills panel had like a stampede and the fire marshal had to come. And, My God. you know, we were overloaded. And so it can, it can be a lot feeling all of that energy coming toward you. I feel sometimes like, there needs to be a little bit of separation. You know, people really feel like they know you and they do in in some way. You, We do let them in on a certain piece of our life, but not all of it. And it can get overwhelming in big crowds. It's really mm-hmm. nice when someone comes up to you and says, hey, I, I love the show and I'm always grateful. But when it starts to move in that wave, it gets it can get a little nuts. Do you watch any other franchises? I do not. 
what do you do for fun? Like day off, nobody's going to bother you. Nobody's going to film you. What do you do to relax? I sit in my room in my pajamas and I scroll and I watch. I started the fall of house of usher last night, just something mindless. Like I try to (laughs) escape with something that is not related to anything about me. (laughs) I try to escape from myself. Like I just, you know, I just trivial things. Do you still watch the news on loop? Because I know you used to. I do. I woke up at three this morning. I was watching the news on loop, but I don't think we watch the same news. You know, you watch CNN, right? I'm not anti CNN. I have friends that work there. One of my best friends works at CNN. But I have. I mean, wait. When is Ben back on Fox? Every day. He's like on every day. He, he said to say hi. By the way, yeah. <laughs> he said to say hi. Does he have to no problem. It's okay. okay. I don't care. You know what though? I somehow or another, Newsmax showed up, and I I checked that out for a second. I was like, this is not. <laughs> it's not for me not either. For me. No, it's not for me. Not for me at all. But it's also know. just like not produced well. well it just, like it feels like it just doesn't feel. It doesn't feel. I don't have a problem with CNN. CNN will be very excited that you watch it on loop. I do. Uh, just, just a few more questions. Do you have any regrets about anything, or just don't believe in it? I don't believe in regrets. I think that everything leads us to where we are. I can't. If I were to go back, what could I say? I mean, I didn't know. You know, I just didn't know at the time. If I knew something, maybe I would have made a different choice, but I didn't. I can't beat myself up over things I did not know. I have gotten to know your, I guess, business partner, Laya, pretty well, assistant. She's a true light, and I'm a very good judge of character because I grew up in politics. What has her friendship, her loyalty meant to you? It was a a very dark time, and I don't really talk I mean I've said it but you know I did not want to be on this planet any longer it was really overwhelming and Laya was here every day like you know making sure that I was not going further and further down a darker path and and I appreciate that and she is such a solid human being and just nerves of steel I mean and and Mikey like those two people I mean, they helped me move from my house. You know, mm-hmm. they, they helped me set up my new life in the sense that they, you know, helped me unpack. They were here. They were friends. Laya is just a gem. I mean, she's mm-hmm. a true, true, like a, a solid human being. Like, I think it's so important to have people like that around you. The last thing I just want to broach with you is that I, too, have been, I don't know even if you know this, but when I was on The View... There were periods of time, especially when there was a cast member who left and basically in the press blamed me and said that I was like a bully and I was awful and all these things. And of course, didn't say it directly, but it was like leaked to different outlets. And it was very painful and very hard. And it felt so intense to have the whole world be like, you're a disgusting bully. I hate you. And it is one of the darkest places in my life. And also it was like my dad had died and I had had a miscarriage. It was like all these dark things. Yeah. And I can remember feeling just like. The media hates me so much. Everybody hates me. It is their favorite pastime to beat the shit out of me. Yes. And I am not going to survive this. Yes. Like, I'm just not going to survive this. And I felt such deep compassion for you when you were going through so much because, A, I felt like the reporting as someone who works in political media was so one-sided I felt like it was intentionally cruel and that people were getting pleasure and being nasty to you and being ugly to you. And I just want to say, you don't know this, but 
your loyalty to me and your friendship and when people give you shit for being friends with me because I'm a Republican or whatever has meant so much to me in the way that you say I'm loyal to you. Your loyalty to me has really been one of the just beautiful sparkles in my life because having like a cool friend who's like does Vegas shows and is so glamorous and so respected by so many people, you've really brought so much joy to my life. But I just, I know truly how it feels and I'm just so proud of you right now. Thank you. I want to say two things. The moment you and I met on Watch What Happens Live, I knew we would be friends and I just, I just felt it. And I'm so glad I'm very, very lucky to have you in my life as well. You've been so supportive of me. And I remember we spoke when all hell was breaking loose about three years ago. And you said to me, Erica, I have seen the media destroy people. Please remain, you know, strong. I know how bad this is. Reach out to me if you need me. And I, I see the way they treat you. It is unfair. You are such a strong, good, loyal person. I love you. I wish that I could see you more. I'm so very proud of you. And thank you for inspiring me to continue on because you don't find friends like us, you know, that say, look, very few people know what it's like to be where we've both been. Mm -hmm. It's terrible. And all you see is things that are not true and, and things that you can't even fight it. It's so overwhelming. Well, I think what's interesting, and again, we're we're so different in so many ways, but the one thing is there is a group of people that just really enjoy being disgusting to both yes. of us for different reasons. Like they like get off on it. Uh-huh. And that is not the same for other women who do the kind of commentary I do. It's not the same for other housewives. And I would love to know if there's some kind, again, I'm not a sociologist. I'm not a you know an anthropologist. I don't know. But is there some kind of connection to women who are so unabashed in who they are. I say what I say. I mean what I say. And I'm just not going to make any excuses because it seems to really threaten a A group of people. people. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Men and women. I mean, not just women. A lot of men do not like my approach. You know, a lot of men. Oh, men too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Men do not like the way I speak to them. And I think I'm someone that pushes back. Like if I feel like something is wrong or I, I, you know, I'm very direct and that is not often received well. And Mm -hmm. and I'm sure that you feel the same way in, you know, in your own way, but I don't know why we have this particular experience. I feel like everybody else in my show gets cut. Well, Lisa Rinna got the shit kicked out of her. So that's not true. I'm not the only one, but they were very hard on her too. But yes, there is like a triple standard for you that I have seen and found again, like I do media stuff. And I just, like I said, I have just been in, and it's not the same because again, I think yours is worse because you had it, it involved your husband and things like that. But there was just know, a moment in time. To this, you know, you, you have a family, like they attack your family. They attack your father. Like just be as a friend, some of the things that I've seen people say about your dad, like if I, I was ready to reach through the, fucking television <laughs> like like no don't say that about her father like I think sometimes people forget we're human mm-hmm. and I think that they just sort of love to criticize and say these like really hurtful things forgetting that we are actually people and mm-hmm. we we feel these things and we're both look we're both very sensitive souls Despite what anybody says. But I only will show it to a few people. I know. I know. (laughs) That's also what makes you such a, such a a fighter is that I know your heart, you know, I know your heart. And that's why I love you is because 
underneath that that just that warrior spirit. I mean, you're a really really soft, lovely person. <laughs> so are you. But I just want to say one more time, I've been, like I said, in just there was a time in my life when I was working at the View that I just thought like, this is I'm just not going to make it. Yeah. And you are one of the people that really inspired me and was there for me. And I just will forever, me and my family. And again, there were like moments where I was crying so hard in the shower that like my husband had to come get me out of the shower and help me get dressed. Like that's how bad it was when I was working on that show. And you are truly one of the public people that was just met has meant so much to me. And I will I will ride for you forever. You ever get in trouble and you need someone to fix stuff, I am there. You will always be a call to me. You call me at 2 o'clock in the morning, I will be there for you. Listen, I feel like we're family in a very strange way, and I will ride for you for forever. I do not (laughs) care what anybody says to me. Megan McCain is my friend now and forever, and thank you for supporting me, and I will always support you. And I love you. And that's all the questions I have for you. So just thank you so much for coming on. It's like such a gift and a pleasure. Miranda and I are going to be there on your December shows. And I'm just so proud of you. Thank you. And you know what? I'm proud of you, too. And enjoy this new project. You've got so much. You have so many things to do, Megan. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you all so much for listening to our ever-growing podcast. We're having such a good time. We are going to be returning to some hard politics coming up, and then we have a very fun Halloween episode coming up. For anyone that doesn't know, I'm obsessed with Halloween. It's my favorite holiday. I personally am throwing a giant Halloween party at my house. I love dressing up. I love everything spooky, and we're just really looking forward to sharing that with you. And again, we're so grateful for you all who have cared to listen, hate listen, love listen, all the comments, all the streams. We're eternally grateful. Thank you for supporting us. And with that, I'm leaving the chat. Thanks for listening to this episode of Megan McCain has entered the chat brought to you by Teton Ridge. I am your host and executive producer, Megan McCain. Additional executive producers are Miranda Wilkins, Eric Spiegelman, and Wynn Weigel. Our supervising producer is Olivia DiCopolis. Our senior guest producer is Kara Kaplan and associate producer Austin Goodman.